0: Have you ever wanted to do something and when the time comes to actually do it, you watch YouTube for three hours instead? I know, I know that feeling. I know in my case, it happens for two main reasons. One, there's no pressure externally for me to do it. Or two, I simply just didn't really want to do it all that much in the first place. Today, I kind of wanted to feel like talking about accountability and how I use it to be productive tomorrow I think I'm going to talk about how I value things and why I make the decisions I choose to make accountability it's a word that draws an emotional reaction both positive or negative in the negative light it brings thoughts of guilt of not measuring up a failure. And in the positive sense, it can be used to push you towards the things you actually want to do. And as I've grown up, I've definitely found myself more in the camp of that second of using it as a tool to do the things that I know I actually want to do. The reason for this is if I'm left to my own devices, I default to a state of laziness, for lack of a better word. And it's not something that I boast about, the fact that I tend to be lazy, but it's something that I am aware of myself. So I almost crave accountability because it pushes me out of that default state. One of the first instances that I can remember, accountability that had real world impact on myself was when I was 14. My basketball team for school had just lost a really close game in the provincial final and down the stretch, I had sat on the bench of it. And after we lost, I was furious. I was upset. I remember bawling my eyes out. And the day after I was looking back on the game and I thought that the coaching staff had simply forgotten about me on the bench. That it wasn't a strategic move to keep me out of the game, but incompetence. I was, at the time, at least the third best player on the team. I was our captain. I was the leader. I had expected to be out on the floor that whole fourth quarter. A few days after that game, my club basketball coach at the time, Alex Barra, called me. And we talked about the game and I ranted and I told him all the thoughts that I had been thinking over the last number of days. He listened and then he dropped a bomb on me. He told me that he was tired of listening to me make excuses and that this was his line in the sand. He stated that he thought I worked hard, but for the level of play that I wanted to play at, I didn't work hard enough and he was no longer going to enable me with a spot on his team unless I stuck to an off-season workout program uh, to build up my physicality and my athleticism. He told me if I wasn't able to meet with a trainer and sh- and show him that I was invested in the process that there was no longer a spot on his team for me that conversation shook me and let's just dive into the backstory of why that was so i was invited the winter of my grade five year however old you are at that time to play for winnipeg team mayhem who who at the time in our city was the best or second best program that a youth player could play for I immediately went from being either the best or second best player on every team that I played for to someone who was very firmly in the middle to potentially lower end skill wise. We won, a lot. And every year we had roster turnover, but every roster iteration, the same pattern would follow. I was about middle of the pack in terms of skill level, I worked my ass off in practice while being the most vocal player on the floor, which led me to being named captain or put in a leadership position on the team. The other thing that happened was there was bound to be times throughout the season that I was extremely unhappy. And I was unhappy about my role and the amount of playing time that I was getting. I was self-aware enough to know that I wasn't even the best point guard on my team. I knew that, but I believed that I had certain skills that allowed everyone else on the floor to do their jobs the best of their ability and that I should be closing games out because of that, potentially with the other point guard. This wasn't the case. I often spent many fourth quarters on the bench, and it wore me. And after these games, especially the ones that we lost, I would find myself in car rides home, bitching and complaining to my parents. And the more I did that, the more that I would have arguments with Coach Alex. And it was this cycle that went on from the time I was 10 years old to that point of 14. You may ask why I simply didn't just leave if I was so unhappy. Looking back, purely from a skill development point of view, that probably would have been my best option. This wasn't because Alex was a bad coach, far from that. It was the fact that the team never required me to improve as a scorer, as a dynamic playmaker so i never did i was never required to be the center of attention on offense coffee break to summarize i was comfortable being the backup pointer with limited skills but a very high basketball iq i also was too scared to leave i put so much emphasis on the value of playing on that particular team. I perceived a lot of my personal value as being part of a winning team. I was afraid of what people, specifically my teammates who I cared about, would think about me if I left. That they would think that I was weak, that I simply just couldn't handle it, or maybe that they were just happy that I was gone, and they didn't have to put up with me being on the team anymore. Shows how insecure I was at the time. So Alex gave me that ultimatum, and I took him up on it. I started with the trainer that he had recommended me, and then switched over to Sherwin Vassalo, who I had trained with years beforehand. And I had a really good offseason. I remember showing up to a JV volleyball game and warming up and while warming up, one of my buddy's girlfriends walked in, and I was warming up, kind of near the edge of where there's a stage at NBCI, and she said something along the lines of like, like, oh Matt, like you've been you've been working out, and I can just remember 15 year old Matt would not have been able to wipe that smirk off his face. I never ended up finding that external motivation to improve my skills as a basketball player until. I wanted to get into player development this was after I had stopped playing competitively and I decided I wanted to see how good that I could get myself so I realized that to do so I would have to get in the gym consistently and the only time that I knew I could always get gym time was going before school at the high school that I coached at at my old high school so I went to the gym for 7am and I worked out hard for an hour because I knew I could do an hour. I would leave, I would get home by 8.15, 8.30 and I'd have the rest of the day to do whatever I had to do. Eventually I started to post the fact that I was doing this, mainly so that I would hopefully inspire the kids that I was coaching to come join me and a couple of them did. But what this did is it made me realize that if I wanted to get my workout, on, workout in still that I would have to go earlier so I started working out at six I'd work out till seven the kids would come at seven or 7 15 we'd work for an hour and then I'd go home and get on with the rest of my day I did this almost every day and then I did something that would change how I would hack my productivity going forward and i made a challenge to myself on instagram that i was going to get in the gym before 7 a.m for 100 days in a row there was no one forcing me to do this but by speaking it out i was involving other people now into that process i was fully aware that most of the people who followed me probably could care less that i was trying to become a better basketball player but what i knew was once i said something in public and i said that i was going to do it and i would post a screenshot or a quick video of myself working out every day and i got to day 25 and i got to day 42 that there was gonna be people waiting for me to fail and because i am competitive the second that there's a score or there's a winner a loser involved in anything that laziness switch just turns off so I went to prove people wrong that I was not going to be able to complete this challenge to put it into perspective about my competitiveness I still remember the record of the first ever basketball team I played on when I was five um, I actually played on two teams and we went a combined 31 and one. So two 16, game se- uh, yeah, two 16 game seasons and the league didn't keep score, but there was no chance in hell that I was going to be playing a game and not know the score. So our manager or our assistant coach or our manager, whatever you want to call them, um, we made them keep track of the, the points um, for both teams and made sure that we knew who won or lost. That being said, I got to day 100 and I actually went a couple of weeks past 100 and I realized something that though my default state may be laziness to scroll on Instagram or to go down the rabbit hole of YouTube, if I could make it a challenge, if I could gamify it in some way that I was much more likely to do it some of the other things that it led me to do were 30 days of vlogging which i talked about yesterday i did 50 days of 50 push-ups and that one was actually really cool because other people either told me that they were doing them on their own or people actually started posting it themselves and it kind of grew like a little network And last winter I actually did a month of video breakdowns where if someone could call me out and by 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. they didn't see a video breakdown on my Instagram that I would give them $100 because I don't like spending money. And I knew that me having to give someone $100 was motivation enough for me to get 30 days of film breakdowns done. Basically, what I'm trying to do is use social media as a tool of leverage. I know that I have the, procliv- the proclivity to get sucked down the rabbit hole of it. I'm aware of that. So what I decided to do is I was going to only follow or engage with accounts or people that were doing cool shit or were striving after a higher ideal that if I happen to go and get in a tangent of scrolling, I would see enough people doing what they love and pursuing something that I would wanna get off the app myself and start doing it as well. I guess what accountability comes down to me can be summarized in a cliche, iron sharpens iron. Again, something about cliches man.